and welcome to episode 37 of Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, where an artist and an economist walk into a podcast and things happen. Hey Stephen, how are you getting on? I'm great, Anne. I'm, I'm really, really, really good. There was a really significant breakthrough in solid state battery technology last okay. week. Um, uh, did you, you know, if you woke up in the middle of the night and you were like, oh, I feel a disturbance in the force, you know, mm. what happened was this battery. So, you know, the way uh, we, the batteries that normally go into cars are lithium ion batteries. Mm-hmm. And basically they're, they're, they're literally, they're not basically, they're literally the same as the yokes you stick into your remote control. They're yeah. just little things, yeah. Chained together. That's that's what they are. Mm. And the problem is how to make them more efficient, but but particularly how to charge them. So they take it takes time for these batteries to recharge. Mm. And, uh, and the best way you can do it is what's called solid state battery technology. So rather than chemicals mixing, it's literally just a solid state. So Toyota came up with this amazing new solid state battery, which can charge, can run for 500 kilometers. Like actually there are many electric cars that can do that, mm. but this thing can charge in 10 minutes, you know? What? So instead of taking four hours to recharge, it takes 10 minutes. Huge, huge, huge progress. So, I mean, this is very much, you know, 2020 is... When, when people think about the it, from the future, they may not think about it as the year a giant pandemic and a giant orange oaf uh, got beaten, right? They, they might actually not think about those two things necessarily at all. They may go, wow, this is the year that, you know, vaccine technology exploded. This is the year that, um, this is the year that we, we sort of we conquered the big battery problem. Because if you, if you invest a massive amount of money in like renewables, you know, yeah. Uh, then you need to invest an equally massive amount of money in um, in battery technology, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, there's news today that Amazon are are their data centers in Ireland are using about a million households worth of electricity every year. So you know what? they're using about <laughs> half of the electricity of the country, and a lot of that has to be purchased from renewable sources, obviously, but if we could figure out how to store that electricity, it would be even better. Um, and, you know, Amazon is a huge, huge, huge company, um, but they actually only employ about 2,000 people in, in, that, uh, in that sector. So right. you've got 2,000 people and in a giant box or a couple of giant boxes mm. using half the country's electricity, which That's... feels a bit inequitable as a distributional problem. Doesn't but it also sense, means yeah. that there's going to be a huge push into renewables in the next while which is going to be cool. It's funny because, I mean, not that I've ever been in a position to afford an electric car, but they've always been a bit of a, imagine, like, I don't know, the idea, I can go and I can put petrol in my car, it'll take X amount of minutes, and I know I will feel safe that my car will not stop working mid-motorway or whatever. And even though I've never driven an electric car, like the the kind of off-putting thing is always this idea that it takes a long time to fuel up. And... It was the lack of, for want of a better word, mobility that that that, that uh, yeah. proposes. Um, so that's really interesting. Yeah, so. it's cool. I, I think we're uh, 35 years in Ireland. This, this is the 35th year that we've had mobile phones, the mobile phone technology here. And when the mobile phone arri- arrived first, it was literally a phone on top of a car battery. Yes. Literally, it was a car battery. And um, if you ever watch like the first or second lethal weapon films, the mm-hmm. phone that they have is the first phone that they ca- came into Ireland. We're with electric cars now. We are where the mobile phone was 35 years ago. I get you. Yeah. Huh. So, and, and we just made a big leap forward, which, which is cool. That's, which is that's cool. Which is I, cool. I still remember Fair City when it came out first, which was probably, I don't know, late 80s or early 90s. Hmm. There was a character and he was the yuppie you know he was the business like man <laughs> like he was the fella who had worked in business you know Ooh. and he had a bit of a leather jacket and he had this mobile phone that he carried around with him all the time and it was basically this size like I, i'm showing <laughs> Stephen this bizarre instrument uh called automatone which is i don't know it's about 12 inches in length but it was like this giant brick and he'd have it in his inner pocket and the area would be sticking into his face and this was the height of sophistication you know oh, yeah. a mobile phone. um and he probably could only call like one person on it or, but anyway it was um it was gas Umir, i really want to talk about something today okay 
and it's something that only really came to my attention today. Well, it it's basically around the vaccine, which uh, we've been excited about. We've been mm-hmm. talking about this for some weeks, and mm-hmm. we've been using it as a, a marker for hope uh, in these horizonless times. I've heard yep. them described as, and so. Uh, as you, if you tuned in last week, you might know that I have been doing a bit of work with young people on making podcasts. Mm-hmm. So we try to do, you know, they don't just sit around all day. We try to do exercises to get them thinking and, and talking and that, and then just to mix up the, the day and, and, and the, the process. <clears throat> and so this very morning, we put a proposal in where uh, it was kind of an extreme proposal, like, that everyone should be made when it becomes available, everyone should be made take the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And um, the one half of the room is if you agree, the other side of the room is if you disagree, and the other wall is if you don't know. And most people went down to the disagree wall, a lot of people were in the middle, and there's only two people on the agree. Now, obviously, okay. it's an extreme thing, which is everyone should be made take the vaccine, which is a bit of a civil liberties issue. Mm-hmm. But that was not where the resistance was coming from the resistance was coming from mistrust and concerns around infertility specifically mm-hmm. and i'm sitting there and my my job is not to correct them or anything i'm just trying to get them talking and mm-hmm. also i had not heard these kind of concerns and so i sat there going i need to go and for myself but so I said, I texted you and I said, Stephen, this is what we're talking about today. <laughs> and I think what is, has been, uh, it's been the bane of the world for a very long time, but has really come into sharp relief in the last number of years is in the concept of fake news and false information. And it, like, it's not new, but it's just, it can be spread much easier and it's much yeah. more difficult to sometimes weed out the, take out the, the wheat from the chaff, as they say, or, or to actually mm-hmm. find reputable sources. So, vaccines, this vaccine, vaccines in general, these concerns. What do you got to say about them, Stephen? I have many thoughts, Anna. Many Yay. thoughts. So let's start. Let's start with a few things, right? So the so the first is let's just let's start with with um, with what a vaccine is. Okay, so there are. We, we, we can talk about the classical version of a vaccine and the modern version. So the classical version of a vaccine effectively injects you with a weak or dead version of the thing you want to be vaccinated against. And that causes an immune response, which allows your body to learn from what just happened and get a bit better, right? So the ver- the way I would think about this is uh, what the, what they've done with your body is they put training wheels on your body. They've literally put stabilizers on your bike so you can make it across the road and you'll be grand. The modern version, so that's the classic thing. So we give you a little bit of, 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 of uh, uh, measles and rubella and, 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 and mumps, and then you, you feel a little bit crappy, but then your body reacts and then you don't get the full-blown problem, right? Mm-hmm. Um now, there are loads of there are loads of uh, um, um, issues that people have with when you get vaccinated, particularly when you're a small child. So, for example, there's a, a lot of stuff about uh, that, that 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 we might call associational. So, you see something happening at the same time as another thing, and you think the first thing is caused by the other thing. So, okay. autism typically manifests and is diagnosed in children around about the same time as you vaccinate those children. And so mm-hmm. it's very simple to call, because there is, an, there is an association, the two things are happening at the same time, but there is no correlation in that one thing is caused by the other, okay? Mm-hmm. And there's a, there, the, there is a, uh, there's been a long, long, long debate in medicine by this, uh, about this, and a very, very, very wide scale study a series of studies on this, um, and vaccines do not cause autism. We can, I can say that as surely as I can say that smoking does cause cancer, mm-hmm. right? And the reason that you can do that is is because you eliminate any other possible cause, 
what, what something called confounding. So you, you so so let's take the smoking analogy. You might want just for a second to say, well, you know, maybe it's a we we have we have a uh, hundred women and a hundred men. Um, half of them smoke, half of them don't. Um, and maybe it's women that just are much more likely to get cancer than men. And maybe it's not smoking. And then you knock it out because you see, oh, well, actually they get it in, e in equal proportions. And then you go, oh, well, maybe it's older, older people versus younger people. And they said, well, no, you knock the age, age argument out. Maybe it's urban versus rural. You knock that out as well. Now the numbers in your sample are dropping because not everyone is in urban, rural, male, female, young, old, whatever. But eventually if the sample size is big enough, if you have enough people that you're looking at, eventually you get to the point where you're like, it couldn't possibly be anything else. Yeah. So the confounders are gone. They literally can't be anything else. That's what they did with this vaccine thing and uh, with, with the autism and vaccine thing. But that's a, that's that that's been a very uh, a damaging um, uh, exercise. But it is absolutely the case that vaccines do not cause autism. But but and here's the but: some vaccines have had side effects, mm -hmm. and the reason that the reason that this is the case is because you're 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 producing one measure on a giant uh, population of people right so something is going to happen if you do if you do something to a million people someone's going to have an effect right mm -hmm. but in general in general and this is the key the key point right in general for for the vast 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 majority of people these things are totally safe right and there is no link between autism and um and uh the classical vaccines. Now, the common, the, the, the new vaccines, what are called messenger RNA vaccines, these are totally different, right? They're totally different um, because what they actually do, uh, what they actually do is they send like a work order. The way I would describe it is they, they don't infect you with a, a dead or weakened version of, 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 of the coronavirus. That's not what happens. What happens is they send a, what, you, it, it, it's literally altering, um, it's altering something called a, uh, a ribosome. Okay, so think about a ribosome as a factory. Okay, mm -hmm. so it, tell, it, it sends a work order to a factory and, the factor, and it says, make more of these things, off you go. And the things that it make are what are called spike proteins. And essentially like, like this kind of work order idea is, 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 it's a perfect way to think about it because you, you have the body and it's, it's instead of learning from something else, it's being taught how to build something new. It's a totally different way of doing uh, uh, vaccinations. Okay. And um, I think one of the most important things about this kind of work order idea is where it takes place in your cells. So, so your, your, your cell is every cell in your body has, uh, or most cells in your body have, a, there is, you can think about it as sort of like a swimming pool, right? And the edge of the swimming pool is, 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 is sort of the, 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 the very, very, very edge of, of the structure of your cell. Um, and in the middle is a, or, or floating around it is a thing called a nucleus. Inside the nucleus of your cell is where your, your dioxyribonucleic acid, your DNA is kept. And uh, the, the copying code, if you like, for your body the DNA, it comes from that part, the nuclei, the nucleus of, of your cell, which is, which is grand. Okay. And so what we typically have, what we typically have is uh, uh, DNA telling, telling uh, uh, proteins to replicate and, and, and to build in a particular um, place. That's in the nucleus of the cell, the ribosome, the RNA part is in a totally different part of the cell. So it's a bit like, so people saying, oh, you know, well, this could cause infertility. It's a bit like saying like, like the DNA part is the engine, but mm -hmm. the RNA part are like the hubcaps of the wheels. The one can't affect the other, you know, like they just can't, it's not a thing. Right. Um, now the, the, the major, major, major innovation here is that RNA messenger RNA vaccines, which is the, the new kind, the Moderna one, what that does is instead of forcing your entire body to learn from the imposition of the actual virus. And then you, the, what, the learning that happens is your body actually creates the ability to fight against the virus. What happens is rather than forcing you to learn, it just goes, this is how to fight it. You don't, you don't have to learn how to do this. It just works. Right. It's pretty great actually. So, okay. um, so, so the new vaccines are, 
totally different to the old ones, and they don't have the kind of broad scale issues. They're 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 amazing. And some people have said, oh well, <clears throat> there's a big worry here. There's a big worry here that uh, they were produced too fast. You know, yeah. they were like you know. And it's not the case that they were just produced too quickly. Um, what actually happened was the what's called messenger RNA. These these the, you can think about the new widget, the new hotness, the new coolness. Um, they actually they had a they had a version of this ready to go before the coronavirus ever struck, and they were they knew that it would work. And instead of doing things in a very serial way, so step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, they did it in a parallel way. So they came up with the, the with the with the solution uh, uh, about three days after the coronavirus happened. They literally they sequenced this thing's DNA and DNA in three days in this yeah. genome in three days, and then then they figured out a way to to use the messenger RNA to attack it in like February of this year. And they spent the last couple of months with thousands and thousands of people all around the world doing nothing else but this. And also instead of going we think we have a solution. Let's spend years doing research and then we'll spend years getting regulatory approval and then we'll spend years doing a clinical trial. They did that all at the same time. They went to the regulators and they said, we're doing this. Can you guys just keep an eye on us as we do it so that there's no gap? So that when we get to the right number of people, do you remember I told you about the 100 men and 100 women? Yeah. Well, it turns out that number has to be a lot bigger for, for, for coronavirus, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, when they get to the when they when they got to the exact number of people that they knew that they, they knew they they were they knew that the virus the vaccine was helping these people, but then they needed to have a six month follow up to make sure that there were no side effects. Yeah, right. And that actually is the gap between uh, coming up with the thing and then realizing, oh my god, we we actually have. A, a, a big enough sample and we can say with really like concrete uh, we're really concrete and we can actually say yes this indeed is is usable uh, uh, for everyone and isn't it fair to say as well like I suppose it is the first time there's ever been this amount of money and time and concentrated effort on something like normally you don't have this much in shared interest mm -hmm. and it has been able to be done on a much larger scale than Yep. developing any other kind of vaccine. Mm -hmm. There's um, one of the interesting things about the infertility claim is that, so this is what your students were, were reacting to. The infertility claim comes from a very specific source, an anti-vaccine campaigner. And what they did was, and this is, it's really, really interesting. They, the claim is the COVID-19 spike protein which is the thing that the RNA, the, the work order, it's the thing that gets edited, mm -hmm. right? So it sounds very sciencey already, right? Uh, it causes an immune response against the virus, also trains the body to attack what's called syncytin-1, a protein in the placenta, which could lead to infertility in women. So that's the claim in the piece. Now this claim went all around on WhatsApp. I'd be really interested to know where your students got the information. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd be really, really interested. Um, like it's, it's, it, it would be, it would be a, the source of that, 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 that claim would be very interesting. But it turns out that this has, has absolutely no basis um, because the spike protein in the COVID-19 virus and the protein in the placenta have very, very small amounts of, of, of material in common. Okay. And, the, and, and there's not enough to cause an immune system a reaction in the placenta it's just it's just too small right. you know so so it it sounds very medically unless you're an actual medical doctor yeah right? um and i think that's a that's a really 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 interesting thing um and the, the, the kind of worry is the worry is that uh uh this could be a um it could be a uh uh a big problem, and so when you uh, you have people, uh, you have people, and it, like that sounds like, oh god, you know, that's not good. And you think, particularly if you're a young person, you think, well, particularly oh my god, if you're a young you person, I'm thinking, you know, you're thinking of, I'm, yeah. I'm a teenager now. I want to have kids. Of like, course, you know, of course, this, there's a risk. 
There's I might risk. make I might make a short term decision exactly. now that's going to wreck my life. That's where exactly. their fear is, and it's very valid. Yeah. But what what is really important to hear is that there's absolutely no evidence in any of the trials that the vaccine affects fertility. None. And the big thing, I know what they'd throw back though. They'll say, well, it hasn't been long enough. Yeah. Well, I, I think what's what's also uh, very important here is that the uh, uh, Pfizer vaccine wasn't given to people who were pregnant okay. precisely because of this, this issue. Right. So, 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 so uh, I, I, th I think it's a very, very important point. You know, it's, 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 it hasn't been explicitly studied. Mm -hmm. So because it, like, think about it, you wouldn't, if you were an, if you were an ethical researcher and you, you, and you were literally doing a study to see if it has an effect, yeah. would you ever give it to a, a pregnant person? No, of no. course you wouldn't. And there's also plenty, there's plenty of medications that, you know, I know as a woman, if I'm getting anything done, one of the first questions I get asked are, are you pregnant? Do you know, yep. because there's, uh, there's always exactly. medical considerations extra um, in those situations. Um, yeah. So, but I, I think what's really interesting about like fake news in general is that there's always a little bit of truth in there for it to latch onto, do you know? It's it's, 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 a, it's an artful elision of reality, right? Yeah. So it says, so think about the two major components in that, in, in that story. Hmm. There's a spike protein, which is quite like the one in the placenta. Yeah. And they're quite the same. And so you're like, oh, okay. Right. So if you Google that, you know, hmm. and then you go, oh, well, hang on a second. Like, the effects of the virus, or the effects of the of the vaccine uh, on on pregnant people are unknown. Mm -hmm. So we should stay away from this. And the, the 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 reality is, when you talk to people who are professors of immunology, they say it, it will it has no effect. Mm -hmm. No, like like the, the 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 two spike proteins are are miles away from each other, you know, nice. which is an interesting thing. But regardless of the of the specific veracity of that claim or not i think what's really interesting is to note the structure the structure is there's a claim to authority then the second thing is there's some language that's quite hard to understand for the average person mm -hmm. and the third thing is there's an appeal to fear so think about those three things right it's so a doctor says it or a researcher says it, or my friend who's my friend who works as a consultant in a hospital told me that, you know, so the first is the appeal to authority. Mm. Second is the, the sort of the, the um, second thing is the, uh, the, the medical stuff mm. told my friend who's a consultant in the hospital told me that uh, the ventilators that they were using on uh, COVID patients were, uh, ex were, were, were extremely bad for them. And, and in fact, they would have been better with just high doses of vitamins. Right. So mm. kind of medically. And then the third thing, the appeal to fear, which is, Oh, hang on a second. So, so what I want, I, I want you to do something or not do something. Mm -hmm. And what I want you to not do in this case is I don't, I, I, I you know, COVID is all about um, uh, oxygen. So you just need to make sure um, that you're just breathing as much as you possibly can. And, you know, don't believe any of the fake news and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And here, go, now transpose that entire story, which is just something that went around on, on WhatsApp uh, during the first lockdown. About the ventilators. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, really? that was a specific story. I got that on. I got that on WhatsApp Jesus. from a friend of mine who's a lecturer in UL. And I was like, "Dude, this is nonsense. Look, re like think about it." And he was like, "Oh my god!" So he like sent a thing out to all of his friends, going, "Look, look, that's come on." But it sounds so plausible and so easy to forward. You go, "Oh god, I should tell people." Yeah, oh, I should. I should let people know. And you just hit forward, and it goes. You know, you can send it to. 100 people or however many people you have on, have on Facebook. Yeah. Now, let's go back from that from that one. Let's go back to this one again. Yeah. Scientists say, right? So so you would have a vague appeal to authority, not, you know, a uh, professor of immunology at Trinity College Dublin says, scientists say mm. that 
the COVID is COVID. Uh, the COVID vaccine can or can cause or or, or will cause infertility, right? Um, uh, so or or they say it could lead to infertility. So so again, there's that thing, uh, you know, and they go, oh, you know, it's it's training the body to attack uh, uh, syncytin syn, 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 one this mm. protein so it sounds very medically and then there's the appeal to fear it could lead to infertility and so you go oh, against so i don't want to be infertile and i don't want my friends to be infertile hit share now know what's happened there you you haven't done a lot of things so so there's no there's nothing about how clever you are right nobody's clever enough to spot all this stuff just nobody is uh, like I said, lecturer in UL with a PhD, sent this on to me. You know, it's not about smart. It's also not about being like. I think that there's a there's a there's a. I, I, I really don't like the term, which is like anti-vax. Mm. You know, this kind of thing, or 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 uh, climate deniers. There's a sort of a value judgment being placed on a minority mm. by a majority. There, sure. what what's happening is your 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 sort of animal systems right? The fast thinking part of you has just been activated. Somebody has figured out how to push a button in your mind that says fear. And what you've done is you've gone, oh, shit, and you, you just, you've run off, right? Yeah. And, then, and then because you've shared it, you feel good because you've helped people, but also you now have committed yes. that this is your opinion. So somebody comes along and says, oh no, hang on, Look at this, and I and I produce a bunch of studies, and you go, yeah, 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 yeah. But you'll actually defend that position. Yeah. So people will defend a position that they haven't previously held on to, even if it's spurious. Like people, like like, do you remember the two plus two equals five thing? No. Oh, so there's a whole thing about like two plus two equals five, and on on Twitter for for months and months and months, and people are going, this is fucking ridiculous. Of course, two plus two equals four. And they're like, well, no, we'll just consider it this way. And you know, it it, it became a whole thing. It started it's all as a about joke, gonna actually. It's no. kind of a, a lead to art, like proving how to argue a point, is it, or something like that? More like, more like, look how postmodern the world is. That even the most basic concept, like two plus two equals four, can actually be argued like for and against, right? Mm. Um, so, so you've got people who are who are sort of reasonable, nice, normal people who just don't want bad things to happen, mm. right? And that then, the, the the tribal dynamic in all humans constructs yeah. an us and them narrative, right? And who are who is the us? We're just the normal people who are trying to look out for our friends. And who's the them in this scenario? Giant pharmaceutical corporations, right? Yep. Um, who who let's face it, have not had a brilliant record in the past. No. Yeah. On, on many things, except on vaccines. The <laughs> one thing that they're feckin' brilliant at, they've propped, like, like, there are no doctors in the world. There are, no, there, are no, there are no medical doctors or surgeons or anything in the world that have saved as many lives as people who came up with vaccines. Jenner, the, the people like that. Right? It's funny. So, yeah. um, I, I remember listening to this, Somebody else, like another podcast, talking about vaccines. They're talking. They're talking about people who'd been through epidemics. So mm. people who had dealt with, lived in places where there was SARS or yeah. polio or things. So an epidemic in a country, but not yeah. a pandemic yeah. that everyone's suffering from. Sure. And um, and these are people like from India and uh, a number of countries, kind of in that in that area. Mm-hmm. And they just said, you know, when the vaccine came, there wasn't even a debate. Yeah. Like no one could afford to debate this. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of said often the 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 notion of debating whether or not to take a vaccine is an incredibly you have to be in an incredibly privileged position. Yeah. You can't be homeless or living on the street going, mm, I'm not sure about the vaccine. Not that you can't be. It's just really unlikely if something is dead like let's say a deadly like I know COVID nineteen has been really detrimental mm-hmm. but i've had friends who've had it and are okay now you know i've yep. friends who, who who aren't um but it is not like let's say uh you know like ebola or something yeah. like that which is really horrific like you know you mm-hmm. do not want to get this and if ebola was doing the rounds i don't think there'd be any debate about a vaccine yeah. like give me that thing now you know yeah. I, and i i think the, the what these women were saying was like no one had a had a little. Mm, I'm not sure. It was like mm. 
give me the the polio vaccine give me the thing so my babies don't die you know Uh and um i think that alone is very interesting of the privilege of the vaccine debate in general um that you know I I am and I but I think it's really important what you're doing, Stephen, which is which is analyzing it, and because unfortunately these things get emotional, they go from zero to a hundred, and basically people point fingers and saying you smell, I don't believe you, or whatever. Where it's Mm -hmm. what's important is that we actually look at what what mechanisms are at work here, um, and what is the truth. Yep. What is the the actual truth? truth, You know. Um, So here I have I have a couple of. So here's here's my bullshit avoidance toolkit. We this is the ultimate okay. thing that Anne Steve talks of is offering today is a this bullshit is, avoidance toolkit. This is where we're going, and and this is the bit that I I really want like your students and and everyone listening to the podcast to to to, to listen to. Right, remember what's happening to you is deliberate. Okay, somebody has crafted this to engage an emotional risk averse part of you. That goes, I don't want to get autism. I don't want to have uh, uh, infertility. I don't want to have any number of things happen to me. And so therefore I will push this on, right? That they want, that's the reaction that they want from you, okay? And, And there's no value judgment here from you. Like I'm not saying you're a bad person. Uh, It just, this is, this is what this is designed to do, right? Um, and so, so in a certain sense, this kind of mis or disinformation is a bit like the messenger RNA, right? It's 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 forcing a reaction from you that you weren't necessarily that you didn't know that you were doing, and you, mm. and the reason that you share this stuff is not to further disinform or misinform people. You actually want to help people, so it's it's weaponizing something that is really good within us, which is I want to help Anne. I want to help Jenny. I don't want them to have this, to have something bad happen to them. And so I feel like by sharing, I, I will stop that. Mm-hmm. Right. So step fucking one with this. A thing arrives on your phone, right? It is not arriving in a peer reviewed journal, right? It's not rev- arriving on the front page of the Irish Times. It's arriving on your phone and it's coming from a couple of sources. One, it's being forwarded to you on WhatsApp or Snapchat or something like that. Yeah. Two, it's coming on a, a website like Facebook or Instagram, right? Uh, both of those are, are just vast, vast uh, areas of dis and misinformation. Uh, the third place that it's typically coming from is uh, uh, from older members of your family who may <laughs> ring you and go, did you know? Because they've read it. Okay. Um, yeah. So the first first piece of the, so where's it coming from, right? You if you're not you're not seeing misinformation and disinformation. So misinformation is like I'm 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 saying uh, I think misinformation is you're just getting the wrong information at the wrong time. Disinformation is somebody's actually trying to fuck with you, like they're really trying and they they want you to share stuff that's wrong, like this uh, fertility issue, right? That's not misinformation. That's a disinformation. Like mm-hmm. you're, they actively want you to stop using this vaccine. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they've come up with a lie in order to stop you. So the first step, step one with this is the April Fool's Day test. You know the way April Fool's Day, you start reading the paper and you're looking for the headline that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. you're looking for it. you're like oh, is this right is that right is this right is that right treat every day like it's april fool's day everything that comes in you're like is that right is that right you know um so it's 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 just just give yourself a little bit of like hmm is this true or not just mm-hmm. that's that's the first thing you need to do if you just expose your critical faculties to this for 20 seconds typically you go that doesn't sound right that doesn't sound right at all. I probably won't, you know, I, don't, I, I won't do that, right? So that's step one, April Fool's Day. Step two, take the claim and just stick it into Google. So the claim in, in, in your student's case is, um, is uh, uh, the Pfizer vaccine causes infertility. And 
that the first thing you get, the first hit you get is from a, a, a fact-checking website called snopes.com or fullfact.org or the journal.ie, which has a fact-checking section. And they all go, this claim is bullshit, right? So step one, April Fool's test. Does that sound right? Mm, don't know, better check. Copy and paste the headline into Google. The first thing you get, lads, this is nonsense, right? The third thing you should do is pay really, really strong attention to your own emotions. So be a little bit mindful about this, right? So you see this thing and it's like, oh, it could cause infertility. And, and you go, what's, what's happening here? I'm really worried. I don't want my friends to become infertile, right? So your emotions are being affected. You're being forced into an emotional situation, you know? And if you just go, hang on a second, like, you know, this doesn't happen with fiscal policy or, you know, the latest, uh, the, 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 the Limerick Waterford uh, 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 results, right? You, you don't have the same, like, oh, I must do something, emotional yeah. response. It just doesn't happen. It's not a thing, right? Um, so, so if it's an emotional thing um, or a fast breaking thing, so if it's something like terrorists were seen in Limerick, you know, News 11, and you might, the, the people might actually inject fake news into those situations, Mm -hmm. So be very careful. If, if it's a fast breaking story, you might feel emotionally uh, uh, charged up just because it's happening now. Mm. The best thing to do in those situations is not share anything. Right. And all you need to do, all you need to do really is just stop. Look at it. Count to 10. Uh, literally just count to 10. Yeah. That will take the emotion out of it. And then you go, is this right or not? Okay. Now, let's say you've done those things. So you've done the April Fool's test. Mm, this doesn't sound right. Or it feels a bit excessively emotional. Copy and paste the headline into Google or go to snopes.com, go to fullfact.org um, and go to the journal uh, uh, fact-checking sites or another site that you like um, and, and go, mm, this is bullshit. The next thing you should not do is roar back at the person who just shared it with you. Don't go, this is absolute bollocks and this is ridiculous. You're an anti-vaxxer hoax, you know, person. That's, remember, the whole purpose of this mis or disinformation process is to sow confusion and fear and division. That's what it actually exists to do. Don't let that happen. And that can happen either by you pushing it on one way or by you pushing back against the person who just sent it to you. So don't yell, don't roar. Just be like, like I did with my friend. I don't think that's a credible claim. Mm -hmm. Here's a website that I checked. Have a look yourself. You know, that person will almost certainly go, oh my God, you're right. Because they're not, because remember, why are they doing this? They're not doing this to sow disinformation. You're just being used as a node in a network to harm other people. So just don't let yourself get used. Like people aren't, people aren't stupid. People aren't uh, 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 malicious. People aren't vexatious. All they are, they're just a part of them is being, is being weaponized uh, by people who want to create fear. Um, and just don't let them, just do not let them. So that's my, my anti-bullshit uh, 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 checklist. Step one, April Fools. Step two, is there emotion involved? Step three, check the claims. Step four, Find out if it's true or not, and don't yell at the person who gave it to you. Just mm. send them to the place where you got sent. If you do that, you will avoid about 90% of all the nonsense. But most importantly, think about this, you will contribute to, the, to stopping the spread of this. Because if you send it on to 10 people, and they send it on to 10 people, mm. and then they send it on to 10 people, yeah. think about it. Oh, 10 by 10 by 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's, and you just stop that. You stop that in its tracks. You have, in fact, prevented an infection. You are, you've used a mask. You've used your skeptical, critical facilities as a mask to stop this from happening, which is just fantastic. You, you, are, in, you are a kind of hero in, in, if you do this. It's not easy. It's not easy. And, in, and, and, um, and it is difficult. But I, I wonder whether your students would be open to an engagement on this issue now that they have this opinion. 
that they hold collectively. Mm. There's a whole bunch of them who are like, no, no, this is what happens. This is now true, right? Well, the, the, the biggest know? argument was infertility. That was yeah. the biggest argument. It wasn't like one person actually in the don't know section went, I don't think anyone should be made to give a vaccine because I want to choose what goes into my body. And I went, well, yeah, that, 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 that's what I thought would be <laughs> the main <laughs> disagree. Yeah. But no, it was, um, it was the validity. It was, it, the other stuff was, this has not been tested enough. It, it's not trustworthy. We cannot trust this. Uh, we don't know the side effects. We don't know the long-term effects. Mm. It's too new. Um, and it'll cause infertility. Even in, and then they said, oh, but only in a small group of people. Yeah, but like, still in yeah, a small group you, of people. Do you want to be in that small group? Of yeah. Course not. And, and, but again, and, it's the fear. It's the fear. And, and to be honest, and as I said, I don't contribute because I want them to talk, you know. Yeah. And also, when I heard this, I was like, um, I was looking at my colleague going, what? And she was going, what? And the problem is, if you haven't heard something, or if I, I wasn't there armed with, just point of information lads that's completely untrue yeah. and has no basis in reality and has uh, has been debunked mm-hmm. like four days ago there's one slight issue just considering the lens we're all living in now and and this is maybe i don't know um what you think of this but the, the whole issue of the algorithm that as a user of the internet that i know there is stuff i get and stuff i see that maybe somebody with different um online behaviors to me get so if i throw something into this is a question maybe it's possibly completely poorly placed question but and like if i put something into google like that Pfizer Mm -hmm. vaccine infertility which is what i did everything that came up to me with new york times everything was this is completely untrue debunking this if you were a person whose google behaviors were different would the algorithm give you different results of course it would yeah it would give you different results but not overly different so for example if you went uh if you copied and copied and pasted the actual text of mm-hmm. the infertility thing into the thing the, into the into google you would get the top result which is the debunking of the claim okay okay right? um it, it, it and, and these are these are like there's a couple of sites and they basically say it's the th- same thing again another important point if you have, you know, some dude on YouTube going yap, yap, yap about this, YouTube is not a credible source for anything. No. Right? You go into, go onto YouTube now and type in central banks. What you get is a conspiracy theorist talking about how central banks are designed by like lizards to debase the currency and, you know, infect us all with, with fluoride. And I'm, I'm only being slightly facetious there, but the, the point is that that's the top result on YouTube. YouTube doesn't filter by quality. It just filters mm-hmm. by quantity. Don't get your information from YouTube. Don't get your inf- information from Facebook. Don't get your information from WhatsApp. You know, these are terrible, terrible places to get crucial information from. Mm. And yet they're the main sources for information um, in, in, in large, parts of the, uh, large parts of the world. I used to teach a, a course um, of mostly Indonesian students. And for these students, it was truly incredible. For them, the internet was Facebook. Like, Facebook wasn't one service that we just use in a part of a th- a part of a, as part of everything. It was just the internet. Like, it was they accessed everything, th- banking, you know, sports, everything. Name it. They got it through Facebook, and that 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 that's that's still true today, right? Mm. Um, although it's not on Facebook, it's on WhatsApp, which is the same thing because it's owned by the same platform. Yes, of course. But but I, I, I think what is very interesting about the current debate is we're not having a discussion about should we put, you know, and I get the, the, all, of the, all of the criticisms that you, your students had always developed too quickly, you know, it actually wasn't. It, it took about the same amount of time. It's just everyone did everything without any gaps. In parallel. In parallel. And so so because because it was the global, the global challenge that needed to get fixed, right? Mm. So so I view that as a as a as a feature, not a bug, right? Um some of the stuff of like it wasn't tested on a broad enough po- set of the population, like like it that is not true. Like it was 
huge, huge, huge sample all across the world, all different kinds of, you know, genders, ethnicities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, which is unlike the generation of most vaccines. Most vaccines are tested on white people, young men, mostly. Um, so so it's, it's, it's been a, a much more broad based um, uh, uh, effort. But, but I would wonder, and I'd be very, very, very interested to know whether your students were open to having their minds changed. Well, this is a key problem. Yeah. There's, a, there's an issue in social psychology and in, in behavioral theory more generally, which is once held an opinion is actually very difficult to dislodge. Sure. Um, even, even, even a demonstrably incorrect one, right? People will, people will argue, argue for hours about two plus two equals five, not because they think it's right, but because they don't want to be shown to be wrong. Yeah. And so, uh, and also people don't want to be made feel like they're stupid. Yeah. Right. Which is why the demonization thing is a bad idea. It's why calling people anti-vax and all this, and, you yeah, know, and, di and dismissing uh, people, dismissing in, concerns, in right. It's wrong yeah. to dismiss a concern. The concern may be illegitimate in the sense that, you know, it, it's not actually based in fact, mm. but that doesn't mean that it's not a concern until the concern is allayed. It's still a concern. Now that doesn't mean the concern, the concern is enough of a reason not to do something. Yeah. You know, um, particularly in a world where we will have people who are immunocompromised who can't take a vaccine. Yeah. And one of them made that point today, actually. Yeah. Uh, and I, I actually asked him because I hadn't heard that before. So yep. if someone makes a, a claim like that, I, I, so that's, yeah. So people who like on cancer treatment and things like that. Yeah. Can't yeah, or people, people, for example, very simple, very simple thing. Uh, uh, my dad died of pancreatic cancer. And he, before he had, uh, before he died, he had something called a Whipple, which was a particular type of operation, which removed a bit of his pancreas and a bit of his spleen. And the problem with that is the spleen is a very important organ in developing antibodies. So effectively he was left after this thing with a very, very, very poor uh, uh, immune system. Not non-existent, but not brilliant either. Like if you'd a cold, you couldn't go near him. So in a situation like that, he absolutely couldn't take a vaccine, like one of the old ones, because just the imposition of the weakened or dead uh, 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 um, um, virus would really, really, really hurt him. Yeah. Yeah. So in that situation, he was deeply immunocompromised and we couldn't any, you know, he chemo, radio, whatever uh, therapies. So he wasn't actually able to take any of this stuff. So we were kind of walking around and going like, oh my God, what's going to happen here? But, mm. So that's, that, th that's a perfect example, by the way of somebody like you often think, oh, sick kids and this kind of stuff. It could be just anybody who just happens to be on immunosuppressing drugs. Yeah. Uh, people who have had uh, kidney replacement, for example, that kind of, of stuff. Uh, yeah. or, or, or cystic fibrosis patients who've had a, a multiple lung transplant. They don't have that much of an immune system. So you can't be giving them this kind of vaccines. Do you know? and, with, and with this new vaccine, is that it's, it'd be the same issue for people who are immunocompromised? Uh, again, there, I don't know. Mm. Um, I'm not sure about that. Uh, but I, that's another very important point, by the way. When you're not sure about something, don't claim that you know it. You know, don't, um, don't, uh, specifically, this is sort of point six of the bullshit task. For, you know, if somebody says, oh my God, this is, this is true. And you're like, oh, I don't know about that. I'm not oh. sure. Don't skill it out. You know, don't be like, oh, you know, don't don't sort of balls you <laughs> up and, and, and give it loads. Just actually say, I don't know. Yeah. Because you, you can't know everything, right? You can't know everything. I happen to have spent a fair bit of time staring at this vaccine stuff just, 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 just because of that. But I'm also not a medical doctor, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't play well on the internet. I'm an economist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've looked at this very carefully and I've thought about this a lot. Um, and I did, I did actually teach a class on, uh, uh, bullshit avoidance, which is why I have the checklist in the first place. But everything I could have said to you could be absolute bollocks, right? I could have just made it up. Mm -hmm. How would you know? How would you know? You're the bullshit detector. Step one. <laughs> yeah. Step one. Yeah. Apply yeah. it to myself, right? Apply. I just ranted on for about an hour at you at this. Mm. Step one is: Does this sound right? Mm -hmm. Just to yourself, April Fool's Day. Step two, is there an appeal to an emotion? Not really, 
It's not really an emotional argument. Actually, if, if anything, it's saying, please take the emotions out of it. But let's say you're still like, mm, not sure about this, not sure about this. Mm-hmm. Stick it into Google. Have a look at Snopes.com, fullfact.org, one of these websites. Are the things that I'm saying correct and, 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 and referenced by places like that? Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So your man's a bit of a bullshit artist, but I, I kind of, his claims seem to be correct from other sources. Grand. Remember the, remember the fifth one. Is there an appeal to fear? Yeah. No, there's no appeal to fear. Well, actually, what I'm saying is check your emotions mm. and don't, don't act or think in terms of fear. You know, so it's, and I would say this, wouldn't I? So if you're, you might be listening to this because he's this guy, you know, he's part of the conspiracy, of course, you know. He's very, you can't see him, folks, but he is basically a lizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the, oh, that's another thing. That's another thing. You can't make fun of people. No. <laughs> you know, some no, of the, no, some no, of no, the beliefs no. are kind of silly, right? But, 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 but still, like, no. if people genuinely hold them. No, no, absolutely. And, and I think uh, I certainly five years ago learned a lot with the marriage equality referendum. Well, that nothing happens, nothing will get, no minds will get changed on, on the, on the social media. But also mm. the, if you want to bring people with you, you respect them. You don't scream at them, you yeah. dismiss them and slight yeah. them. You, you listen to them. And the only way you're going to get anyone on your side is through, through dialogue and respect. Exactly. And, and you might only end up just agreeing to disagree, but, uh, but listen, Stephen, time as ever uh, is is upon us. But thank you so much for your bullshit detector and your information. Uh, fascinating as always. Yeah. And, and I think very worthwhile discussion as well. I think possibly one that's needed right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and uh, if your students want to have a chat, let's just organize something where we just find time to have a chat. I'll see. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you posted. I'm, I'm about. <laughs> I'm a public servant. It's my job to serve the public. Um, your students of the public, if, if I can help, let me know. Super. Okay. Well, listen, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. And we will, as ever, talk again soon. Have a yep. good week. You too. You have been listening to Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, a Limerick Post podcast produced by Eric Fitzgerald. Theme tune is performed and composed by David Blake. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends. You can now follow the show on Twitter at Anne Steve Talk. Get Stephen at Stephen Kinsler. He's a Stephen with a PH. Anne at Anne Blake78. That's an Anne without an E. And the Limerick Post at Limerick Post. <laughs>